0: ahead and all hope listeners, you're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi folks, Man Grognard here. Happy Friday, and I hope you're doing well. Had a game last night, a little basic D&D, to go down easy, and... It was fun. Yeah. I'm thinking about older modules right now. I'm thinking about modules. Some people don't even use modules. I commend them for that. But I use a combination, as I was talking to my friend Vince about it. I use a combination because of two reasons. One, time. Sometimes I have to have to have something on hand that I can run right away. And two, Since I'm doing review shows on YouTube and talking about it here, I tend to get a lot of stuff sent to me, and some of it is modules, and some of them are so good, it's like, hey, I want to try this. So, that's how I do it, pretty much. I I use modules and my own written stuff in between. I'm worried, again, about becoming module-bound, which means I always have to have a module to run. So I change it up every once in a while and write something original and place and do something original if I can. With my kind of fly by the seat of my pants DMing, it gets interesting. But as far as ad lib DMing or GMing as what I do and things like that, you gotta be careful. You what one thing you have to be careful about is you have to make sure you don't get in a rut. It's so easy if you're doing ad-lib GMing, it's so easy to, to just do the same thing over and over. Use the same dungeon layout, the same story hooks, the same this, that, and the other thing. You think you can change it up, and you probably can for the first couple of times, but after a while it starts getting old and the players will tell. They can tell. They can tell by what you're using and your enthusiasm in using them. So you got to be careful. That's why I like to throw modules in with this or just take stuff out of modules and use it. My friend Carlos, I don't think he ever uses anything straight. He whatever he's running whether it be a module or his own stuff, he'll he'll bend it to his will, you might say. <laughs> it, he'll any any good game master will do that. They will make it their own. They'll run it the way they want to and do something with it whether, you know, run it the way it's it was written, or, hey, this is a nice idea. Why don't I add that here? I've done it before. I've added stuff and subtracted stuff and things like that. And I wanted to talk about a certain way of doing modules, and we're going to talk about that right after this. Okay. I wanted to talk about... Big old modules. Like, I'm not talking mega dungeons. I'm just talking about ones that are kind of involved. And any module can be that. It doesn't have to be a mega dungeon. It doesn't have to be a campaign box set or anything like that. Because I was looking at my old Judges Guild stuff, going through stuff, going, hmm, I want to go back to Astonishing Swordsman and, and Game Master again. And we got characters who are like two levels away from the maxing out because astonishing Sar and max is out of 12, they're all tenth level. What can I use to get them to bump them to 12th? And I thought why don't I take a classic module So I'm looking through the judges guild stuff because nobody hardly ever uses that and so it if it, says, if it says it says it says compatible with DD that's fine. but if it says for use with, created for and approved for use with Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, which is 1e. I'm ahead of the game already. So I'm looking at those more than the other ones. I'm sure I'll use the other ones in the future. But, okay, what do you do if you have to cut down a module? Say this module runs hmm, four sessions to get it done. But you only have two sessions, and you can't play longer because you have a set time limit. That's when you start to think about cutting down the modules. And what you do is you read through the module and find out where you can cut the fat, where you can expedite things. Now, for instance, let me give you a movie example, or a literary example, too. A lot of movies leave out things that aren't pertained to the main plot. I mean, you know, the Lord of the Rings films is a good example of that, and the Harry Potter films and things like that. My One of my favorite stories is Nicholas Nickleby by Dickens. Now, I have the eight-plus-hour stage version from the Royal Shakespeare Company, which does the entire book because Dickens was writing serially in magazines. He probably got paid by the word, so he would have a main plot, and he have all these subplots which somehow fit into the main plot. I don't know how he kept all that straight, but he did. And they're fantastic stories. The main plot is a fantastic story. But eight-plus hours, it's an experience, but not something you can watch all the time. Later on, like 10 years or so later, they came out with Nicholas Nickleby, the movie, and they pretty much stuck to the straight plot. They took out all the subplots, And it was a a straight... And it still played. And it was still a good movie. It ran about, oh, 90, 100 minutes or something like that. But it was still a good movie. I loved it. And since I already knew the story, so I I didn't really miss the subplots. In fact, in the eight-plus-hour stage version, some of the subplots are like, oh, boy, okay, let's go through this. Fine, let's get back to the main story. So this is what you have to do with modules. you got to look through there. And find out how to streamline the story. Say you have something about a a jewel that a major demon is looking for to conquer the world or this part of the world or something like that or invade it with other demons and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Okay, what you do, first thing you do is you establish the main plot, which is that, which is easy for most modules. Some modules don't do this. I really don't like the modules that... Like you got to read through like three quarters of the thing to get the story. There should be something right in the front to explain to the game master what the plot is, and then you go from there. And sometimes they purposely put inside adventures because they want side adventures and they don't have, you know, a whole lot of, you know, they want they want to make their thirty-two pages or thirty-six pages or whatever, whatever they're releasing it at. And sometimes base die uh, even the old modules they will. They will pad it, so you got to identify that padding and find out how you can cut that out and still maintain the story. And that's your main job right there. In fact, I would take either, you know, find a, grab your grab your DM notebook or a piece of paper or a pad or even open OneNote or whatever you use, and start putting out. I put out in bullet points the main. Main, here's the main thread. Here's the subplots. What can we use? What can we lose to make this play in a shorter time? What can we lose and still have the story? Not is there something in a subplot that is vital to the main plot? You got to identify that and figure out okay, either you got to keep that subplot or side adventure or whatever, keep the subplot, or find a way to take the one item that works with that subplot and and hook it up to the main plot somehow. And sometimes it's easier... They say, I say it's easier said than done, but sometimes it's easier than you think. I mean, if you have a subplot, okay, the demon wants that jewel, and you know the guy who knows where the jewel is, but he's having his own problems with the Thieves' Guild over here, and you've got to get a map or, a, or a, an item or, like... Some kind of way to—he'll show you how to do this if you help him with this problem with the thieves' guild. They keep trying to kill him, or they kidnap him, or something. Got to go rescue him. Well, that whole subplot revolves around getting information to get the jewel before the demon does. Okay. First of all, one, right there, you have a—you have a—you have a time limit. So, if you can—if you can leave it in the story and still, you know, have enough. To time to do the main story, fine. If not, take that thing he has, whatever the MacGuffin is, transplant it somewhere else in the main story. Maybe there's a minion of this cult of this demon who has this information, a high priest or something, and you have to deal with these guys anyway. So plant it there. And forget about the subplot of the, the the guy who has the map and the thieves guild and all that. You know, sorry to leave you to your fate, but so that's that's a way to do it. This is the kind of thing you just got to you just got to work it. And believe me, it's not as hard as you think if you if you do it right. There's very few, very few modules or pre-written adventures I've seen where if you move. If you remove something, it falls apart. To me, that's bad writing. So, you go through them, find out how you can, how you can, how you can streamline it. That's what that's the that's the key word, streamlining, right there. And so keep the flavor of it. Writers in Hollywood and on Broadway do that all the time. So you should be able to do it too. So why don't you try that out? I'm going to go start my day. So. Well, if you want to talk to me about this, you can get a hold of me at oldmangrognard at gmail.com or you can drop me a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thank you again, Jonathan, Oliver, Mark, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, and Daniel for supporting me. Don't forget Mark C. Wallring's podcast, The Yawning Owlbear. And until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.